0: Hello, and welcome to our Meetings Today podcast. Uh, We are here at IMAX America 2018 in Las Vegas, the final day, Uh, wrapping it up. uh, Exhibit Hall is not quite as uh, like a beehive as it was uh, in a few days uh, preceding it. Um, And we're here today, though, uh, mainly uh, to talk to with Synaxis Meetings and Events. Um, And he has been in the industry uh, for how long, you think, Charles? Oh, gosh.
1: Um... 30 years. Can I, I started as a bellman when I was 18, and I'm now 54. So.
0: Well, that's amazing. Like uh, So many folks who have uh, stick, stuck with the industry for so long. Um, and then um, you're also an advocate for LGBT uh, issues too, right? Correct. And I have been for quite a while. Um, we... I
1: started an organization separate from Synaxis called the Personal Stories Project, and we help collect and share LGBT and ally stories to help share, um, change hearts, minds, and lives. So the extent that's really opened me up to a lot of advocacy both within our industry and just within the community in general.
0: And tell us more about that really quick. Uh, what what does that do and who would be interested in participating in it and where can you find out more information about it?
1: Okay. Well, the Personal Stories Project, um, is we are a 501c3, which was a very proud moment the day we got that. Um, we exist online at personalstoriesproject.org and also on Facebook, The Personal Stories Project. We have an archive of both written and video stories, um, everything from coming out stories to... Um, some some that aren't always pleasant as well some someone lost her fiance you know tragically in an accident and what we do is we affiliate with other charities um, that are related to someone's story so for example um, some of you may be familiar with the Trevor project it's a suicide hotline for LGBT youth and a lot of people have asked that donations from their story go towards the Trevor project Um, we do try to also affiliate with smaller more grassroots organizations um, because again, they they tend to be underserved, and sometimes because we're a small organization, our donation will go so much further with a small organization, but it'll get lost in the shuffle with some of the larger ones.
0: And that's great. And then, oh, you know, also as a meetings veteran, uh, you've been going to these events for a long time. And I noticed here, walking around uh, the uh, exhibit floor, there's an association for LGBT uh, people, and they have a, a booth, um, but I, I understand it didn't used to be like that.
1: Yeah, in the old days, and in fact, I was discussing it with someone last night. Um, in the old days, it was almost the secret handshake, and I remember it was basically we would have an event at the MPI conferences, ASAE, PCMA, some of the others. Uh, where it was whoever had a suite um, would show up and somebody would make a run to the to the store to get some booze and somebody else would say, oh, I have a cheese platter, I'll bring that. And it was kind of an open secret, but there were some people that were more comfortable in those days. There were other people that said, you know, if they ever publicized it, I probably wouldn't show up because I'm not comfortable with people coming to, to see the show, basically, if you will. So now we've moved full circle 30 years later to where it's a freestanding association, um, of its own, um, primarily networking and education and business to business opportunities. But it's so nice to be able to get together in a safe, in a comfortable environment with your peers who not only are in the industry, but are also LGBT plus people. Um, and yes, it, it was not always that way. So I was very happy when we walked out and there's someone holding a sign you know we actually have a sign now we at, had at, your event, at our I'll event add, yeah. yeah yeah directing us to it and um so it, it is nice that we don't have to be hidden
0: anymore and um when do you think that kind of change happened in in our industry and in which is always there's be, always been a lot of lgbt people in it um did you do you notice there was there a tipping point at some point or is that just hard to say it's really tough. It's been an evolution, like anything. I mean,
1: as LGBT people have become more accepted in society, um, I think logically it became, you know, it, it was correlated to the more openness of the events and the situation. But yeah, I mean, we've always been around. There's always been gay hotel salespeople since I remember. Um, gay people working at the front desk, I was one of them. That's how I came up through the industry, on the supplier side, and then naturally when I moved to the planner side. Um, you know, but the interesting thing is we've never necessarily done LGBT-specific events, but there are some organizations that have that. I mean, there's a conference that I go to mm-hmm. wearing my activist hat, um, that's the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, at a conference called Creating Change, and those of you in the industry will understand this thing. It kind of reminds me of what I call it, like Gay SAE. So it's, it's like the central conference of activism. But what it's interesting that I've seen there over the past few years is some of the hotel companies have started exhibiting there. Um, some of the traditionally hospitality industry partners have realized, you know, that's a market. Even though it is frontline grassroots activism, there's a reason for us to be there and sponsor.
0: And uh, do any of those suppliers stand out to you as sort of uh, coming into this earlier and uh, you know making a show with their support um, of their support of the community? What's
1: well, interesting. I think Marriott, Hilton, and American Airlines all three stand out to me. Um, there's a gentleman named Bob Whittick in Washington D.C. who kind of started that marketing program through his company, and I know. Specifically, I know Marriott and American Airlines, I believe some of that is his handiwork and Marriott, I believe it's called the Love Travels Program and it's a whole sub-website of that. Now, what's interesting is geared toward the Leisure Traveler, it's not as much meetings focused but it still makes you feel comfortable, especially, you know, I mean Marriott's a conservative company in the grander scheme of things and the fact that they realize it was forward thinking of them to do that. Hilton, I believe, has, I don't know what the guy's exact title is. But it's he, director of diversity and inclusion for the company. So almost like, a, I, again, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but I have met him, and they, it's almost like a brand ambassador to the LGBT community. Um, I I find that to be very refreshing, and it and it makes it makes me comfortable to do businesses with the organizations like that because I know that my money is welcome there.
0: And you. Um think i mean it's it's a the uh, kind of a vexing topic in the industry is travel boycotts um where there's uh you know maybe a destination might have discriminatory legislation that uh, passes um and i know there's one school of thought that says well that just hurts the people in the travel industry there the people who service the meetings um, and a lot of them are lgbt people just trying to make a living. Um, what do you hear out there um, in the community um, just about that issue? Is, is, are they as divided? Is, is there as many different opinions in general as with other places?
1: There is definitely a division, and there's two there's two schools of thought. And my personal opinion has evolved as well over the past several years. Um, there's one is like hit them in the hit them in the pocketbook. That's the only way you're going to get their attention. And, to an extent that does work and we have seen boycotts that do work however as I've evolved in my thought process on this um, Bermuda was one example that came up relatively recently is that yes you really do hurt the people that are you know you hurt your own people sometimes by these boycotts and I was very moved when the CEO of Bermuda Tourism it was very courageous to speak out against what the government did there, but at the same time, he was saying, you know, don't boycott us. What you need to do is find out what um, what's going on on the ground, what, what, what do the local activists need from you. So, for example, instead of, like, avoiding a destination completely, find out how you could, if you take a meeting someplace, for example, you, you've got a community service project. Perhaps you could do something to help the LGBT community there while you're there as an optional activity for your for your attendees. I mean, that's one thing. But I have evolved where I don't think a strict boycott is necessarily a good thing. And, again, there are two schools of thought. There's one end to the other. There's not a lot of gray area there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I noticed. Um, I was at one of these industry events, and they were discussing that. And uh, there was a lot of CVBs in the room. And on one hand, they kind of started off the seminar saying how it, it doesn't really uh, do a lot, of, it doesn't have a lot of effect. But then they listed all the, all the times that uh, it did affect it and they, they would repeal the laws and put pressure on people. So uh, I guess it's, you know, mixed results and um, just a lot of good discussion about the topic.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it ha- has become aware. I mean, there was um, the North Carolina HB2 yeah. a while back, and I believe we might have discussed that as well back then. Um, I I made sure that people in the industry were aware of it, and they did sign on to a letter that I believe it was Equality North Carolina in conjunction with the Human Rights Campaign had done. Um, I think it was just br- making them aware of it um, and... The industry organizations did end up signing on to that letter basically just letting them know you know that this law is wrong this law is discriminatory and you need to fix it and they, they still haven't completely fixed it but again i think awareness is the first step yeah. and from there i mean it, things will naturally follow fall into place
0: and i'm sort of i'm, I'm always i guess i'm not surprised but um, you know, you, you might get support in maybe unexpected quarters because they recognize this as a, a, a dollars and cents issue too. Um, you might get a C.V.B. from a relatively conservative destination, and they don't—they don't like this either. I mean, you know, besides from the civil rights aspect, it's—it hurts their business in in the end.
1: Oh no, absolutely. I mean, it is. It's bad for business. Bad laws are bad for business, and it leaves a bad taste in people's mouth. And you know, we want to make sure that our all of our attendees feel welcome. Um, and you know, the the day is going to come where instead of you know, it's, for example, it used to be the spouses tour, but now it's the partner program. I mean, people bring along blended families. You have same sex couples that now have children that either came into the marriage or or they've adopted. Adopted or otherwise started a family and you have to be able to accommodate those needs while balancing the fact that some people might not be comfortable with it Um, And it's it's a constant balancing act, but I mean it it does you know you have to show people we don't have horns We're not evil (laughs) and and we have families just like everybody else does
0: and there's also you know gender issues now Uh, I guess we weren't necessarily uh, talking uh, the majority of people weren't talking about that five or ten years ago and now there's you know uh there's the uh, outrage in, in certain quarters about whatever issues might relate to that but um it brings up just a lot of issues in the hospitality industry in general too
1: I know, absolutely i mean I, there's a lot of uh well we live in california so there's a, we have the inclusive bathroom law there where all single stall bathrooms have to be inclusive but it, it's you know they seem to, the the people that are against it seem to be focusing on the bathroom issue and it's not about bathroom. Why
0: is why do they focus on that? So it's I mean time? you know
1: I I don't know about you but I mean, I, I want to go in there do what I need to do and get right out right. because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not anything that um but but people seem to be focusing on that, I think because it does work in some quarters and yeah again people yeah. are just um some people are focusing on. I, I, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about from the conservative side or what people are the just socially fixate, conservative I yeah. are, are fixated on the one issue and, yeah but you're right the gender issues um, was not really talked about before and now people are coming aware of it and it takes a while I mean I I have studied a lot myself especially on transgender issues and I it I totally understand transgender now whereas I didn't before and we need to accommodate all of that for all of our attendees and make everybody comfortable. And, you know, for example, people might might not might not have probably known transgender people exactly. and been going to the bathroom with transgender people all their lives exactly. and didn't know it. Yeah. Now they're just aware of it and it makes them uncomfortable. But getting to, I guess, once you get to know somebody, that is key to learning what they're all about. And again, that they're just people like you and I.
0: And that's, uh, I mean, what they say that is, you know, everyone, every family has a, an LGBT person in it, pretty much, you know. I mean, if you look at your own family, you're probably gonna know someone who uh, is gay, basically, right? I I have a cousin for
1: sure, um, and who knows? Historically, when you look back at the the old spinster aunt, I mean, who knows? Who knows? No one knows because it wasn't talked about then. I think communication and conversations. Are the best way to start the conversation
0: and uh we should wrap it up but what, what is your advice maybe uh, for someone who's lgbt getting into the industry uh you know what uh we you mentioned the the association that's one resource but any other bits of advice
1: i mean you know to the extent that you're comfortable and that your safety is not in question be yourself be, because that's what you're best qualified to be be yourself and you'll You'll be more comfortable in your job, and you'll lead by example.
0: Well, thank you for joining us, Charles.
1: Thank you very much, Tyler. Always a pleasure.
0: Likewise. And uh, thank you um, out there in podcast land for uh, joining us for this Meetings Today podcast. Um, and make sure to go over to uh, meetingstoday.com and uh, check out our podcast section um, where you have lots of other... Entertaining and invigorating and inspiring podcast uh, featuring thought leaders from the meetings industry. Um, have a great day, and uh, whatever you do, uh, make the best out of it. Enjoy it. I'll talk to you later.